Hey guys, welcome to yet another episode of the Hangout with Chels podcast. It's your favorite host, Helen Chels. If you're here for the first time, welcome. Or return to the podcast, welcome back. Guys, I have missed you and I am sorry that I've been in my I've postponed and postponed and postponed this episode and it's time to put it out there. So this is the final episode for season four of the Hangout with Chels podcast. And after this, we'll be taking a break. Surprisingly, this is not the episode that I wanted to put out. I was going to put out why I believe, but I just couldn't put my thoughts together to record it. But this is also an amazing episode. It's titled The Idol of Marriage. And I really hope that you are able to pick up one or two lessons in this episode. Um, I will be back. I don't know, but sometime this year to start the new season. And by God's grace, I will be starting with white days. Alright guys, settle in. Listen. This was supposed to be my journal entry rehabba and while I was going home. In my way when I was thinking about it and I just thought it dropped that I just thought God telling me that he did to put it out like for like a much wider audience. And that's why we're here today. Um so this is me being a lot more spontaneous in terms of just not having anything scripted and just um trusting God to give me the words. So and before somebody comes and says, um, you don't know what you're talking about. Hey, babe, I'm fancy. <laughs> I already put that out there first of all. I'm 30. I'm 31 in another couple of months. Um, my bed is in October. You can buy me books. <laughs> but yeah, that's the what we're talking about. And, and if you're Nigerian and, um... I don't want to be tribalistic to say if you're evil, but of course, if you're Nigerian or you're a female in general, it doesn't doesn't even have to be Nigerian. But I feel like I feel like Nigerian mothers, <laughs> they they sort of like um, bring the whole um, you being single, like they they just have this way of making you feel the the impact or the weight of it, and. At 30, um, you're no longer, according to um, popular jingo, you're no longer, you're no longer in the, in bloom. So you're more like, you know how a flower, so flower starts to, a flower is, a flower is planted and it starts to grow and grow and grow. And um, it gets to a point in time when it's, when it blooms to that is how women are likened to so they're likened to flowers that bloom so at the peak of that blooming period is in your early 20s right so when you get to when you become 26 and you start inching close to 30 um you don't get blue or the flowers are beginning to wither and every time i hear that analogy it just 
it just sounds super crazy like bloom with the <laughs> and then the other thing that just makes me absolutely mad is when i hear oh xyz is off the market i'm like off the market what markets are we now commodities that are being traded on the nigerian stock exchange or on the new york stock exchange or on the london stock exchange but that's still not the crease of the matter let's get back to it let's get back on track so the idol of marriage a 30 um we've prayed every prayer that can be prayed and you've received all the prophecies that can be prophesied and you've heard all the jokes and all the snide remarks and all the maybe you were being too selective maybe you need to go to Shiloh maybe you need to cut down your standards maybe you need to do one or two things maybe you need to even pray harder maybe you're not praying you're invited for every single conference that comes up. You're invited for every crusade where they're going to be praying for singles. You're invited for anything that has the singles. You're, you're, you're told all the reasons why. It's because you you didn't give people attention when you were much younger. And on and on and on and on. And if you're not careful, these things begin to seep into your subconscious that's all you begin to think about that's everything that happens to you begin to look at every single future relationship that you might enter into sorry through the lenses or a marriage of course i'm not saying that you cannot um or you shouldn't check your potential being your boyfriend to know if you're not wasting your time or you should, of course, pray about it. You're a Christian, so you should pray about before stepping into any relationship. But it's the fact that you then have this um, list in your head where you begin to tick off. So every person that comes into your life, whether they are for marriage or not, as long as they're of the opposite sex, um, you're ticking off things. Oh, he's marriage material. She's marriage material. And I feel like maybe this is tilted towards more of the ladies because I'm a lady, so... But anyhow, Charleston. <laughs> and and then walking this road where it's hard. Like super, super hard. And I'm really gonna be as vulnerable as I can be, as open as I can be. Um and when I say it's hard, it is hard. And I'm speaking because I'm walking the road. Um I've tested with what is um, a blooming career, if I might say so myself, right? Stressful. D will tell you that I complain all the time about how stressful my work is, but I love what I do. And the, the, the financial freedom that it gives me, I enjoy my job. Tiring, stressful it is, I enjoy what I do. And sometimes I think and I imagine to myself how... Am I going to balance all of this? Say I get married or when I get married and then children comes in, children come into the mix. How do I balance all of that? But of course, that's a story for another time. That's 
a when you get to the bridge you would learn to cross this of course there are people who are married and are um making a blast out of it so that's not an issue but the point is you've had this marriage thing for so long i've had this marriage thing for so long i have a journal to fh to a future husband i don't know and i'm losing my train of thought i'm back okay so i have this journal to fh where i write about stuff that are going on in my day people i meet just sometimes it's the most random gist or sometimes i'm just saying i love you and then just like prayers and stuff and all of that and then I was going through Instagram. I was going through Instagram and I saw something on someone's page about um, casting up or laying up an idol of marriage in your heart and letting that just become the entirety of what you think about. Every single thing, every single prayer request, everything. All your all your thought and everything is just marriage centered. And I was thinking about it, thinking about it, and what solidified it for me was I got home that night and my mother there's a crusade going on in my church, right, in my parish, and my mother says, or my siblings are saying, Oh, they're gonna pray for singles and people who want to get a visa and my mother goes oh would you be able to come back early should you be able to find can can, can you come back early and all of that I'm like no I can't come back early I won't be able to come back early and she goes on and on about how God is going to do it there's going to be testimony in, in the family and all of that and I hear this prayer all the time marriage blessings international blessings and all of that and i'm saying it mentally that i tell epic your mother is your mother-in-law is seriously praying for you but every time this comes up i just get this feeling that there's more there's more to singlehood than than being in some kind of limbo where you're waiting for this special one to come. What are you what am I doing with this time that I'm single? I remember someone that came to pray on the behest behest of bequest or behest of my mother and he said what um I think it's only D I think it's Dia and another of my friend. I think it's Dia and Sills that I've told this story to. And he said, What do you want God to do for you? At that time, um, I was looking for a promotion at work and my spiritual life had been um, in some shambles or shambles of some sort and I needed to get that back on track. And of course, I knew why my mother asked him to call me. It was the marriage thing. So when he asked me, I think he would say, I think it's a three things or something. And I said that I said I wanted to have a closer work with God. 
and I think I mentioned the promotions and then marriage or marriage and marriage before promotion or promotion for marriage something like that but the first thing I know I said was that I wanted a closer work with God and his land went on and on and on and on about people he had prayed for that chose other things before marriage and how in their in their later years their regrets and why when he prayed for them they didn't choose marriage first and in my head I'm like this is not my God my God isn't wicked my God doesn't hold grudges my God isn't going to say because I didn't ask for XYZ in in this time when I then ask he's going to he's going to withhold his blessings from me right and I was reading something in my letters today and it said what what do you want to know what do you want to know that you think I'm holding out on you here's what you need to know I love you and I never forget you your life is my preoccupation you're part of my plan for this world which I love and I desire to heal and bring to life and you have me I don't want this world to miss out on what I've always had for it as I hold out my hand and the things that struck me were these what do you want to know that you think I'm holding out on you And I feel like what I'm learning to unlearn. <laughs> I don't know everything. I don't know the plans. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says, I know the plans I have for you. They are good and all of that. But I don't see the full picture. But I need that to settle into my consciousness that God is not holding out anything. It's not dangling some some marriage thing or it's not dangling some husband and just teasing me with it and just using my feelings to play. It's not holding out on me. My entire life is his preoccupation. I'm loved. Whatever void I have in my heart can only be filled by God. And I'm to begin to desire God for who he is. Desire to know him, desire to love him, desire to serve him, desire to walk intimately with him, to have a genuine relationship with him, not a trade by battle one. Not that I have served you, so my reward for serving you is a husband. Or my reward for serving you is a wife. Should you remind God of his promises? Yes. Do God, does God enter into covenants with people where he asks them to do something and he would do X, Y, Z in return? Yes, there are tons of, there are tons of um, Bible verses that relate to that and all of that. 
If that's not the song and the entirety of our worship. You, you can't, I can't live my life waiting for XYZ to show up or FH to show up. My life can be on course because somebody refuses to show up. And I feel and I know that gradually I have made this marriage thing an idol in my heart. Everything I think about is marriage. Every time I'm praying, it's marriage. Should you pray without season? Yes. I feel like I don't want to be misunderstood. Should you pray without season marriage? Should you pray without season? Yes. If there's something in your heart and you, you need to tenaciously hold on to it and just ask God and just keep asking and asking. He's asked you to come before him boldly and ask. When do you think that you're moving and you're just, you've, you've moved to the point where marriage, being married, being called a married woman or a married man becomes this thing that you worship, becomes this thing that you hold in high regards other than God, becomes the only thing that you come to God for, not to worship him. Not to to serve him, but just because I need something for you from you, so I'm gonna keep coming. And I was just reading my letter, and it says, "What do you hold on to other than me? What is more solid than I am? What is more strong? What is more loving? What is more dependable? Nothing will compare to how much God loves you. Nothing." No relationship would be better than his love. So I think maybe it is important that we go back into our secret places. Introspection is amazing. And just think, have I erected an idol of marriage in my heart? Do I seek this marriage and all its beautiful benefits? See, love is sweet. Love is sweet. Marriage is sweet. Forget everything that you see on social media. Love is sweet. And God desires the best for you. God desires that you're happy, that you're thriving, that you're blessed. He desires that. But more importantly, but most importantly, He desires that you know Him. That you serve Him. That you love Him above all else. (laughs) There's no marriage in heaven. You know when my mother goes on and on and on and I tell her, there's no marriage in heaven. You think that I don't know that I want to be married? You think that I don't know that I'm 30? <laughs> I know. And I'm prayed about it. But I'm not going to jump from pastor to pastor. I'm not going to jump from crusade to crusade. I'm not going to go to Shiloh. Where I am, doing my work, right? Doing that which God has called me to do. Is where God is going to find me. Hands on the plow. No looking back. And I say it because I know it's hard. It's hard not to worry. It's hard not to. To ask God. When? It's, it's super hard. But all be harder. It will be more painful. It was in heaven. 
so people go back and think the next God help me to be strong help me to be firm give me your grace give me your strength of course pray for the bail please don't say that Ellie said you should not pray please pray pray for the husband that you find the right person because the things I see on the streets or social media can their mind blowing so of course pray that this person finds you you find the person you guys are in love you have an amazing time and all of that but most importantly that your walk with God is strong and stable that your relationship with him grows more intimate day and day that you're not bowing to any idol that the only person that is the center of your being the center of your focus the one person who will stand at the end of the day the one true source of your joy and happiness, the one person who makes you whole, the person that you can depend upon is God. Every other thing is vanity. Bye, guys. you guys for listening if you got to this point you know by now that you are the real deal and this is the end of season four of the hangouts with us podcast it has been an amazing ride all the way from last year to this point and i cannot thank you guys enough i'm super 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 glad to be doing this for you all i will see you guys as survive bigger and better by god's grace and I'm feeling somehow, somehow, so I feel that there might be a bonus episode if I can find the time to record. There are two things on my mind. I don't know if I'm going to make them to be episodes in the new season, but there are two things on my mind that Abba is calling me to. It's back to the basics and choosing him. So those things are like topics that might come up in the next season, but either ways, remember you are loved. Nothing, nobody defines you other than God. Have a wonderful day wherever you are listening to the sound of my voice. Bye-bye.